Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I guess the, the question on everyone's minds in the sporting world at the moment, Gareth, is um, has there been any update on Fury of Music? As far as I know, there hasn't. Have you heard anything? Well, apart from Frank Warren tweeting after Arsenal went top of the table, um, that's um, even bigger news to follow. Um, and the fact that behind the scenes, no news in a sense is good news. It means they've all gone, you know, they've all gone quiet lends itself or maybe points to the fact that they are finally getting this fight over the line. It is the 11th hour now. England and Ukraine fight. Uh, fight. They play at football, uh, play each other in, at uh, Wembley Stadium, yeah? Yeah, at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Um, this weekend. So um, that's a big opportunity to maybe get the two men on the pitch together. They might have talked about that. They could be there at half-time if that's, if that's viable. Um, but all, all the soundings from behind the scenes are that it is getting very close to, to, to finalization, i.e. that both men have put pen to paper, um, and that, you know, we are going to get the official announcement of the tickets on sale. Um, there's obviously pictures of Sugar Hill Stewart now in Tyson Fury's training camp. Lawrence Coley's come, so there's the overlap explained with Lawrence Coley this week. Wouldn't surprise me to see Tyson Fury at uh, at Manchester at the Manchester Arena on Saturday night, maybe giving it the big one. Um, so you know, signs are good. I mean. It would be a, an absolute disaster if this at this stage if it didn't go ahead. Um, I, I am hearing that April the first is the absolute cutoff, um, but I imagine tickets will go on sale before that. I'm not officially announcing it here, but all the signs, the fact that Bob Aaron was very quiet, Alex Krasiuk has got quiet. He had that week when he was really putting it out there. You spoke to him that week. I spoke to him. All the outlets seem to speak to him that week. It's good news, isn't it? You know, I spoke to Fraser Clark last week and he was saying, God, if these boys can't get it on, what hope is there for any fight, you know? 
Um, and he's right in many ways. Um, even Dana White, the president of the UFC, piped in on yeah. Saturday night from that brilliant event at the O2 Arena where Leon Edwards retained his UFC welterweight title that, you know, this happens far too often in boxing. He couldn't believe it wasn't signed. So, you know, fingers crossed, toes crossed that we're getting an announcement. I'm not, I, I haven't been teed up yet as to whether there's a press conference this week. Um, who knows, maybe they do it next week. I think maybe they do it next week to kind of spite Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua in his fight week with Jermaine Franklin. This kind of thing does happen. I say even to spite them, just to say, look, we're doing it on a different day, just to use the chess game and move people around. But it wouldn't surprise me if the press conference is next week. Let's talk about uh, Joshua Franklin. I guess um, a lot of the noise around that fight has been around the um, ticket sales, or if you like, at the moment, currently as we speak, lack of ticket sales for that fight. Have you seen much about that, Gareth? And what, what do you make of the ticket sales so far for that? Yeah, I remember looking, I haven't looked for a couple of weeks, if I'm honest, but um, the then there were many, many tickets left for it. I mean, I think it was only about 20% sold out, maybe even just 15%. That was a few, maybe two or three weeks back. Uh, not a surprise, really. I mean, people aren't thrilled that he's facing Jermaine Franklin, who lost in a lot of people's eyes to Dillian White, but won in other people's eyes. Um, I think by the time fight night comes and they, you know, do the big sell next week, I'm sure he'll do a little bit more um, in the next 10 days. I think he's back, isn't he? Derek James was there at the O2 Arena for the UFC on Saturday oh. night, I believe. And my assumption is that AJ's back with him because uh, I can't see why Derek would have come on his own. Um, there was certainly a selfie with Derek at the O2 Arena enjoying the UFC event. So you can assume that AJ's back. Um, what do we make of it? Well, you know, it's a fight that he just needs to go in there, do the right thing, do the optics, and get a four or five, four, five, six round knockout. Um, it's probably not going to satisfy people enough if he gets a 12 round points decision, even if it's a dominant one. Um, I did, by the way, because uh, Talk Sports have got that event. Um, I'll be working on the broadcast on that Saturday night. I did speak to Jermaine Franklin last Thursday night. Had a t terrific chat with him over Zoom. I think he's come here as well over the weekend. Um, he said he was coming anyway on Saturday. I don't know if he meant next Saturday. Um, but he's very confident, very confident. He's been watching the Andy Ruiz fights seeing how Joshua didn't deal with Ruiz that night, dealt with him initially, but then didn't deal with him later on in that first encounter. Um, and he's very confident. He's very confident slipping inside the big guy, says that Joshua doesn't like smaller guys. Um, I'm not sure if that's absolutely true. He certainly struggled in the first fight with Ruiz. Um, but he's got a massive opportunity, hasn't he, Franklin? You know, his stock rose against Dillian White the first time. Uh, sorry, in that in the first time he fought here last year. And he's got a massive opportunity to really, really create an impact. Um, you know, look what Otto Vallen did after going, you know, 12 rounds with Tyson Fury in 2019. He's become kind of someone that people talk about. Obviously, there was the 47 stitches to Fury that night, but he's become someone that people talk about. So a massive opportunity for Franklin. Um 
But I think this is an under-the-radar fight, if you can say that about Joshua. And then if, it, if the optics are good, maybe maybe he's just back in the big time then. But, I mean, when we think about Anthony Joshua before, regardless of the opponent, I mean, I know there were world title fights where he was defending his title, say, against Alexander Povetkin or Carlos Takam. But, you know, someone like Carlos Takam isn't a, a massive household name in the UK. Yet Anthony Joshua was selling out uh, the Millennium Stadium against him. Yeah, yeah. So w- w- what do you think's happened? Oh, on the 17 days notice that was or something, wasn't it, as well? It, it, exactly. So, you know, Anthony Joshua was probably not just the hottest ticket in boxing in the UK, but in, in sport. Um, so now that, you know, the O2 still hasn't sold out yet and it's not close to, I believe, at, at this present point, and we're only a week and, and a half away from the actual fight night. I mean... Is it is it a case of now, you know, Anthony will only sell out in big fights? Do you think that's the case now? Yeah, I mean, they, look, he is rebuilding. He, he uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right to, to, to say that, that he really is only going to sell out for the big fights. Um, it's a big fight for him, this. It's a must win. So he has to treat it like a big fight, like Jermaine Franklin's treating it like a big fight. Every fight Joshua's in, regardless now if the crowd is not 20,000, and it's only 10,000. It's still a huge fight. He's being paid millions and millions of dollars by DAZN. He's still one of their flagship fighters. This is a rebuilding process. Um, and you know what it's like. It's the 10-80-10 rule. 10 love you all the time. 10% love you all the time. 10% hate you. And the 80 in the middle just swing one way or the other, depending on what's going on. And that's where he is right now. And so he needs a... Uh, uh, he needs a statement performance. We both know that. Everyone inside boxing knows that. And everyone wants him to have a statement performance. Even Big John Fury wants him to have a statement performance and that we should be getting behind him. I think we should be getting behind him. You know, um, and and I do hope he performs well and comes out well and he's on top of his game. Because it's when, he, when the heavyweight division is strong, boxing strong, and when the heavyweight division is strong in British boxing... We, 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 we have the opportunity for the most enormous events here and the brilliant fight nights. As you just said, before he lost twice in a row to Alexander Usyk, he wasn't just one of the biggest tickets in boxing, one of the hottest t- tickets in boxing. He's one of the biggest draws, I think you said, in sport. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not just in British sport, but in sport in general. So, no, you wish him well. I hope he's in a great frame of mind. I hope it's a terrific fight. I just hope it's a thrilling fight. I think the one thing about Jermaine Franklin, by the way, as we saw against Dillian White, he's not scared to engage, you know? Um, and I think he will engage with Joshua. And Joshua's got to make his his case known early with Franklin, you know? I think he will. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, a rejuvenated Joshua. Um, he's, he's had t- two tricky years against a guy who we don't know yet could go on to be one of the great greats if he beats fury on april the 29th you know it will be extraordinary i do hope we get to see two fights between Usyk and, and and fury as well because i do think there's going to be a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of uh, kinetic chess going on between them if i can call it that to be fair i will add as well um like the cost of living at the moment you know people are going through living crisis in the UK. Absolutely. So that has probably contributed to, you know, just ticket sales across the board in sport going down probably. 
Yeah, you can, you can, you can look for as many reasons as you want. Why? Look, Anthony Joshua is not top of the pile at the moment. He's arguably maybe number four or five in the world. If you put Joe Joyce above him at the moment, given what Joe's rise, you, some people would, and then you put Wilder, Usyk, and Fury above him. You know, he, he's probably four or five, but that can change. That can change depending on his next few performances anyway. You know, it's not fixed. It's a moving escalator. Who knows, my friend, what we will be saying and what it looks like at the end of April. Who knows? It might be Jermaine Franklin, Zhili Zhang and Alexander Usyk we're talking about. Yeah. And not the three Brits who would be amazing for British heavyweight boxing. But what a month. If we get this fight over the line, if it's announced next week or towards the end uh, of this week, Fury and Usyk, what a month. April then will not be the cruelest month, as, a, as to, to paraphrase a very, very famous poet you can go and look up afterwards. I will do, I will do indeed, Gareth. Um, last time we spoke, Joshua Boatsy was very vocal about why um, he, he signed with Boxer and Sky Sports and had a fair few digs at DAZN. Uh, I think literally the day after, um, it was announced that DAZN would be on the Sky platform. Uh, That's funny, wasn't it, in a way? That was kind <laughs> yeah. of... But you still have to press the button and subscribe, don't you? It's 429 is the channel, I believe, that DAZN will be on Sky Sports. So that's a massive uh, boost for DAZN, you'd say, wouldn't you? I hope they're paying you to put that out for them on this massive platform that you work for. <laughs> no, mate. They get, they get 785,000 views now, or pay-per-view buys. It's all down to you, Umar, for selling it on IFL TV. Uh. Oh, yeah, I wish I could get my cut, but I don't think that would be happening, Gareth. Imagine if you're on a pound a, pound a buy. <laughs> be a bit more expensive than that. Um, yeah, good good news for DAZN, though. It's a massive plus for them. Yeah, but it's also the revelation on the, in the same breath. I, I'm pleased for them. Yeah, I'm pleased that more people will get to see boxing, end of, and make it easier for them and not think, oh, God, i got to subscribe to, you know, my Amazon Prime. Let's let's Let's... Big everyone up in case we get sponsorship tonight from one of them. <laughs> I mean, no, but my Amazon Prime, my Spotify, my Netflix, my, do you know what I mean? All those mm. things that you pay for. And, you know, it's it's not just another thing. You know, we've obviously got to zone because we watch it because we have to and we want to. But, yeah, it's, it's great that they've got that outlet now of Channel 429 on the Sky platform. Eddie crowing that, I told you I'm back on Sky, um, you know, in a kind of side swipe. But the, but the funny thing is, they were never going to use a linear channel, if you like, but they've realized that maybe they've got to, because we're not, we're not in a completely digital world yet. So in that respect, good luck to them. Good luck to them. They, they're looking at all options like they are with misfits, like they are with so many things. And, you know, they, they, they've got to use uh, kind of broadcasting guerrilla warfare to survive and thrive. Talking about Eddie Earn, he's actually going to be on Talk Sport tomorrow morning, uh, going head to head with Simon Jordan. What yeah. are you expecting from that one? Oh, split draw. <laughs> I mean, Simon Jordan's going to bang away at him. Eddie's going to reply. They're going to they're going to be best mates in after they've been in there an hour. You know, it, it'll be a little bit of fun. Um, you know, it's like. It's not like you don't ever get the chance to ask Eddie whatever you want to ask him. He's brilliant in that respect. Do you know what it's like? When we're with him, you can ask him whatever you want. It's like, Definitely. yeah, not hiding from anything. He's not going to say anything different about Conor Ben than what he said before. Um, 
you know, it's it's but it's interesting, like you say, it is interesting that they're going that Eddie's going into talk sports do that show. Um, you know, kind of kind of noise pressure on him from Simon Jordan and Jim White. It's a terrific show anyway, you know, I go on it sometimes. It's a terrific show. It's great that they, they have an interest in boxing. I'm really pleased about that. You know, the coverage on the entire station is fantastic now. Um, I say we've got the we've got the um We've got the um, and the Anthony Joshua Jermaine Franklin fight, which we're really pleased to be broadcasting. You know, I think we've got the um, Joe Joyce and Zhili Zhang, and we have had the run of Fury fights. So hopefully, we'll have that. What an April for all of us, anyway. So yeah, looking forward to that hour with those two tomorrow. But split draw by the end of the hour, I think. I'm sure a lot of the conversation uh, tomorrow morning will be about Conor Ben. Uh, we've yeah. seen Kel Brook's nutritionist Greg Marriott. Um, put up a few Instagram stories. Him, Dominic Ingle, and Kel have flown away today um, to start training camp, and they tagged Conor Ben in their post when they were at the airport. So, from what they're putting out, it looks like Brooke Ben might happen. Your thoughts on that fight? Yeah, well, we're not, we don't have a resolution yet, and this will happen with uh, Simon Jordan and and, uh, and Eddie Hearn tomorrow. I imagine they'll talk about this. We don't have a resolution for Conor Ben in this country yet. So if that fight is about to take place soon and he's already in camp, Kelbrook, for that fight, then they've got to license Conor Ben outside the UK. I hope not. I hope we still get this case uh, with the British Boxing Board of Control. Um, let's see. But it looks like there won't be time if that fight is to be made. I've heard, I haven't heard that fight is made. If it is, it's a good fight. I think there was talk of when Cal fought Amir was there talk about that fight happening then or was it, no, it, was, it, was, it, it was actually more about even though Khan lost there was actually more talk about Khan and Ben a, a, a few weeks after that that's right Khan and Ben that's yeah right, yeah um but you know Kel's at the very close I mean I wrote his retirement piece with him he rang me when he re you know retired in so he fought Khan in February March April I think it would have been early May he got in contact with me and said, I'd like to do a piece about me retiring. I think I remember doing that. But I, I even remember thinking then while I was doing it, I bet Kel has one more. And it's good for him because all that stuff that came out that affects him, you know, he didn't need to apologise to anyone when he did. He hadn't done anything wrong. He just, you know, he'd done something that so many people have done, you know, what, you know, recreationally and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, it's not good to do those things, but need to apologize to anyone and certainly not in the public um but i'm glad he's back and i saw a couple of interviews with him last week you know i'm close to cal i know him well covered his career in detail he's a terrific guy and it's good to see him back in training dom ingle sent me a message way back and said yeah he's coming back in to um into the gym to train it'll give him something to really focus his mind on um Conor Ben's a tough fight for him at this stage in Kel's career. Um, I don't agree with our pal Ebony Bridges that he schools him. I think it's a very tough fight. Conor Ben's got a lot to prove. I'm just assuming now that, you know, the, the things that are hanging over Conor Ben are, are sorted out. But yeah, it's a, it's a fight we're going to watch. I'd rather see him fight Kel Brook than I would Manny Pacquiao, I think. It, it's more meaningful for us, you know. It's an old war horse against the young upstart, isn't it, you know? But we've still got this thing hanging over him. Maybe it'll always hang over him. We don't know. Um, 
It's um, Elliot Wurzel, Boxing News, posed a couple of really good questions last week, and I, I was on their panel answering it. It's it's a like, do you feel differently writing about someone when they've tested positive for performance enhancing drugs? It's a really interesting question because um, you have to. You definitely have to forgive at some point, but do you actually forget, you know? Um, it's a difficult one because there are so many fighters we've covered and do cover who have tested um, positive something in their career. Um, Saul Canelo Alvarez and, and John Ryder fighting on May the 6th in Mexico, yeah? In Mexico, yeah. in Guadalajara. Um, and... Canelo's tested positive, but he's someone that we really enthuse about. So it's a very grey area and it's, it's very difficult at times. As I say, I think you can forgive, but it's difficult to forget. Lastly, just to close off, we don't have many world champions in Great Britain. So it's always good to see uh, when someone is out defending their world title. Lawrence O'Coley obviously headlines uh, Sky Sports this Saturday at Manchester Arena uh, in a mandatory defence uh, against David Light. Akoli's um, obviously had a very frustrating period um, recently with the, you know, ongoing stuff with Matram. He's left, um, but he's finally back in the ring this Saturday. So you must be pleased for Lawrence defending his world title. Yeah, I spoke to Lawrence at length over the last maybe seven, eight months. Obviously, you know, I mentioned Eddie Hearn again here that they've had a very, well, not very, but definitely behind the scenes, it's been uh, a less than amicable split. Um, a lot of back and forth that, that hasn't really come out um, in absolute detail. Eddie's got his side, Lawrence has got his side, but Lawrence has got what he wants now. He's happy with Sky and Boxer. It's a very important fight for him, this against David Light. He'll be bringing everything he's got. I think, you know, if I can put my head on the block for Lawrence, I think he'll unify the entire cruiserweight division, notwithstanding that I really rate Richard Riakpour, um, and Alumba Makabu and Badu Jack now having won the WBC title. Um, I'm not sure Badu would want to step in with Lawrence anytime soon. It's, that's a really tough assignment against a, a young, very awkward, and but a very awkward fighter, but with amazing power, real serious knockout power that may well travel up through bridge weight to heavyweight. Um, but yeah, I... I Really looking forward to Lawrence being out on Saturday night and uh, good luck to him defending his WBO Cruiserweight title. And also looking forward to, by the way, um, Fraser Clark against uh, Rydell Booker. Uh, Booker's a fascinating character. Try and get him for an interview. He's away from the sport for 12, maybe 14 years. Yeah. And he's fought James Tony, then was away for about, I think it's James Tony, and then a massive break. And you look at him, he's gone... 10 rounds with Kubrat Pula for Jermaine Franklin. He lost to Franklin, yeah. yeah. It, but, but 10 rounds, went 10 rounds with him. Um, was stopped by Flip Hergovic. This is the step up in opponent for Fraser. And I think as we speak, I had a terrific interview with Fraser Clark last week. That'll be out, um, you know, rather like we do in this form. And, and I wrote a piece in the Sunday Telegraph on him where he's obviously... People may not recall this, but um, in 2016, um, Fraser was stabbed in an unprovoked attack and nearly lost his life, you know, um, and then was metres away from the Westminster Bridge terrorist attacks uh, six years ago this week. 
um, where he witnessed a policeman um, being murdered in front of him and, you know, horrific events that day with four people who died as a result of that. I think it was 50 injured. So Fraser's had a very interesting, and, you know, um, as he said to me, I feel lucky to be alive, you know, and I, and I think we should get behind Fraser because he's in that line of Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce, Fraser Clark, that, that Olympic and Commonwealth Games lineage, if you like, Commonwealth gold medalist, Olympic bronze medalist, and just get behind him because it's only a sixth fight. And he's had a lot of flack so far for his performances and who he's faced, like the guy that wanted tickets and stepped in and fought. And I think he's got a lot going for him, Fraser. Um, so I'm looking forward to him fighting as well. That's from Sky Sports this Saturday night. Gareth, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we'll speak soon, hopefully. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.